0: Hi and welcome to another episode of Canadian Manufacturing Talks. Today my guest is Anisha Hemraj, the Head of Sales at Mosaic Manufacturing. We had a great discussion about diversity and inclusion issues in the manufacturing industry, her work during the pandemic, and what the 3D printing landscape looks like as we recover from the pandemic. Without further ado, here we go. I guess I'll start off by asking you, um, 3D printing is obviously like a, uh, an exploding market. There's a number of players uh, on the market. and. Um, I did a story in the past with uh, Structure 3D. I think they had like an interesting like rubber printing concept that they were doing with their 3D printers. I'm curious uh, just what's different about the Array product ecosystem and uh, what's exciting about mosaic manufacturing from your perspective?
1: Yeah, I guess with Array, it's, it's a more systematic approach um, to 3D printing, just making it more scalable because up until now, we've what we've noticed is that with a lot of manufacturers that have wanted to include multicolor or multi material into their production process it was just too expensive not very scalable because of the costs associated with that um, it comes with a lot of like labor costs and car- and part costs are quite high as well so it just it just wasn't an actual uh solution that that made sense for a lot of people so array is a really good way to add a more um, automated approach or like automated process to that. Um, That's kind of what Array is really focused on, being able to scale that production process for any given company.
0: As the head of sales there, if you were part of the Athletic Knit Partnership or what's been the most exciting developments since you've been there, especially since the pandemic year, what have you guys been focused on, I guess, from a sales perspective?
1: I mean, I guess with the pandemic, uh, 3D printing has obviously really taken off. I would say, luckily, I think the 3D printing industry hasn't been impacted as negatively as a lot of other industries have. Um, and particularly on Mosaic side, we've had so much growth on our end. So our engin- our engineering team was able to um, you know, really develop and work on the products that we were working to towards launch uh, in a very safe way for the pandemic. And then more on the sales side itself, um, just being able to really grow our team um, work on the sales portion of some of these newer products, just because we were focused so much more on palette, um, which was a different customer base. So with the launch of Elements and Array, um, that that meant expanding our customer base, which also meant expanding our, our sales team. Um, and it just really ended up being a huge undertaking during the pandemic itself, because, you know, that meant a new CRM, a new website, just um, hiring, and um, onboarding a brand new sales team and really building out that different sales process. So um, yeah, it has been a lot. Like during the beginning of the pandemic, actually we worked on a PPE project. Um, So that was in conjunction with, um, it was funded by the government of Canada. So it was through NGen and it was also in conjunction with three other companies. So um, we worked to, you know, like create PPE. I think we printed about Seventeen thousand face shields for that project. So I would say that that was definitely like one of the more prouder moments throughout the pandemic, along with uh, just this launch of the new products.
0: So you you sort of mentioned the the three sort of mosaic um, products or ecosystems. You said Element Array and uh, Palette. So um, so with Element and Array, that meant that your sales teams grew and expanded. I, I guess uh, what I'm wondering is, um, other than the PPE project, what sort of manufacturers are probably cl- most closely aligned with uh, what you guys offer? What sort of specific industries they're in, and what sort of the scale of their uh, companies are? As I'm trying to get a good grasp of, like, who Mosaic's sort of working with.
1: Yeah. So alongside, alongside that athletic knit case study that you would have seen, we also launched. Um, a few more. So there's one with Objects Unlimited, which is a 3D printing service bureau. And we definitely see um, a lot of opportunity on that side with 3D printing service bureaus just being able to incorporate um, a more scalable solution that allows them to have essentially four 3D printers running at the same time and really um, optimize uh, all, all of the machines that they're using. We're also working with educational institutions just because there's definitely a need particularly on the software side of things and just being able to streamline the essentially the project management aspect that comes alongside, you know, running a, a lab with mechanical engineering students and, and having all of those projects. So um, definitely some needs there as well. And then some other instances that we've run into is the way that Array could fit into a hospital setting, which is which kind of goes back to that PPE project as well.
0: Uh, I'm curious if you could give me maybe uh, how how much the sales teams grew in terms of uh, I guess uh, or if you had the information mosaic as a whole um, how they were affected by the pandemic in terms of workforce and headcount.
1: Uh, I'm going to have a hard time remembering numbers off the top of my head, but we've definitely okay. doubled our engineering team, um, our sales team. I would say just like our business team in general, so that would include support sales and marketing um has more than doubled so i think in the beginning of the pandemic we might have been around maybe 20 20 people and then now we're at about 35 so we have grown quite a bit throughout the pandemic which is which has been nice to see
0: yeah absolutely and especially when so many manufacturers um and advanced manufacturers are hurting and sort of like still trying to recover that's um really encouraging for our readers. So the other thing I was going to ask was, um, are there particular industries that are more open to 3D printing and certain industries that are less open to it, even though they should be more open to it? Um, I imagine, like you mentioned, like the educational institutions, you mentioned the PPE, you mentioned. Uh, so I'm wondering if, um, are there particular industries where you're sort of just like, why aren't, why wouldn't they be open to this?
1: Um, That's a really interesting question. I think I think it comes down to um, like the lack of openness probably really just comes down to internal processes that are really in place. I think with our new launch, a lot of people have seen um, sort of the benefit that Array can provide just within their company and their unique sort of um, situations. Um, and it's it's also really interesting because the pandemic itself has increased that demand for more a more flexible supply chain and just distributed local manufacturing. But I think over time, as um, you know, we're able to run some more case studies with Array and um, really start marketing it more than we already have. Then um, some of these internal processes that a lot of companies have in place that make it a bit of a barrier will decrease a little bit. So that so that it is it's easier to to get into something like that, uh, essentially like a solution like Array and be able to adopt it.
0: That's sort of what I've been hearing as well. Uh, that the pandemic's actually in a weird way sort of helped to make supply chains a little bit more flexible moving away from sort of a mosaic i did want to ask you sort of about yourself for our women in manufacturing week Uh, one of the things uh, i've noticed just in in my few months here is that there there's obviously still um you know the manufacturing industry is very broad it includes a number of industries but it's still lagging behind in terms of representation and especially women in leadership i'm just wondering what your experience has been and um what you would say to manufacturers and to tech companies or advanced manufacturers that uh, are still lagging behind.
1: My experience luckily has been um, quite good. I feel like I've I've learned a lot um, just being within this industry and and my role in general. Um, but similar to you I've also noticed that there is a lack of women like lack of women just lack of representation in general within this particular industry. I don't know if this is getting a little too psychological or or what, but I think, I think we often fail to realize that everyone has different motivation, right? So um, whether that be between men and women or just individual to individual. So being able to factor that into every aspect of your hiring process, for example. So just like if it, if it means broadening a job posting, um, including some of those different motivations, like yes, compensation or health benefits are one aspect to it, but you know do you have active professional development programs in place? Um, what does your parental leave look like? What does your vacation look like? Do you have inclusivity and diversity programs? and what are the results of that or what are your customers saying? What are your employees saying about your company? Um, and what does their like growth trajectory look like? So I think I think all those things become really important to be able to diversify your your candidate pool.
0: Uh, if there were other young women, sort of considering a career in in uh, advanced manufacturing, whether it's at Mosaic or uh, you know somewhere else, what 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 would you say are like one of the main barriers that they may not be sort of aware of, or that they should keep an eye out for, or what's um, um, something that maybe that they wouldn't expect that they should keep in mind?
1: I think maybe I, I can I can understand or maybe empathize with um, you know why this industry like the whether it's additive manufacturing or just like the manufacturing industry in general, why it could appear as a little bit intimidating. Um, and it's just because there's so much information, there's so much to absorb. Um, so I honestly would say, like, read a lot, find all of the information that you can actually absorb to be able to learn, because it's not at the end of the day, it's not very difficult. It's, it's things that, um, you know, you can grasp or, um, it's been, it, like gain over time especially um but don't don't necessarily be closed off or um intimidated just by sort of the appearance of the manufacturing industry I think because it's a it's quite old in comparison to a lot of you know other industries out there um for example tech I think tech like you'll often see um women especially young women going into an industry like that it's it's still quite new. Um, it's easy to get into. It's easy to network, um, and it's quite broad. I would say manufacturing maybe doesn't have the same appearance as that, but I don't think that it's um, difficult to n- navigate through if if you're sort of willing to um, be open to learning. I guess.
0: I guess uh, I'm curious if there if there's uh, one thing you could change, uh, whether it's at Mosaic or you know an additive manufacturer or even one of your sales clients that's more resistant um, if there's one thing you could change about their maybe their hiring practices or something that they should be doing to get more more women um, uh, in leadership roles or with manufacturers what would it be I'm curious if, if it would be what you said earlier in terms of like diversifying the job posting and sort of like you know uh, everyone has a different motivation yeah, if you would if you would if you if that's what you'd say or if it, if it's something else
1: um honestly I think it really does come down to the company or, or the employer itself like just making an active effort there so i think we we hear this a lot or talk about it a lot that we want to diversify you know like our our what our company looks like in terms of representation but uh saying is one thing and then actually doing it is another thing so are you actively, you know, trying to make that happen? Or is it just that you're putting up a job posting and the candidates aren't coming in? And then that's that. Um, because if that's the case, then maybe um, where you're advertising is incorrect. Um, maybe trying another website so that the candidate pool that you're actually looking to bring in is the, the you know, the the type of candidates that you're actually bringing in. Um, in, in one way, I guess something that I've learned a little bit more recently is that the hiring process is very similar to a sales process. So you need to be able to sell your company or your job posting to that sort of target demographic that you have. Um, And it really does come down to how can you um, essentially change or almost do A-B testing, you know, to to make sure that you're getting to exactly what you want for your your future of the company.
0: Uh, One of the things I've uh, heard a lot about sort of the advantages to having diverse perspectives in the workplace and I'm curious what your thoughts are on that and where you fall um, I spoke to um a board member at engine and they and they said that diversity of thought is a real thing because um basically to go on a long-winded semi-rant a lot of boards you know look uh you know are all look uh, sort of homogenous and um uh, in order to diversify, a lot of times, in order to de- in order to defend that homogenous board, people will say, well, you know, we have a lot of diversity of thought, even if there is, aren't people here with different races or uh, different genders or different ages, at the very least, we have a lot of diversity of thought. So I'm sort of curious uh, what you would say are the advantages to having diverse perspectives and sort of having people from different age groups and different races and, and things like that.
1: So sort of what you were just saying, like diversity of thought comes with a visibly diverse Board or just a a, you know a panel in general. So um, yes, everyone does have different perspectives and everyone has different life experiences, but they vary significantly when you're talking about different races, different genders, different ages. Um, So that needs to be if it's visibly there, then the diverse thought is definitely there. So I think um, in terms of kind of what are the advantages of having more diverse perspectives, um, I. I don't know if this this may just be sort of like a very straightforward answer, but of course there are so many advantages to having diverse perspectives. There are ways to tackle situations. There's, you know, perspectives that you would, that would be part of sort of your own blind spots because those aren't the life experiences that you've had, or those aren't the things that you've necessarily been exposed to. So I'm completely on board with making sure that diversity is a real thing
0: uh one of the things that i was sort of like bouncing around was whether having diverse representation would give access to different markets because obviously everyone with different backgrounds sort of brings their own sort of networks and markets to the table right so it obviously helps people to tackle situations differently because everyone has a different blind spot right like if you if if you grew up with uh, different experiences and things like that so
1: yeah no and to your point like it does it also means a different network um that's coming in as well so, You know, the people that you may know may not be the ones that I know versus may not be, you know, like some of the people that at Mosaic know. So definitely comes with a lot of advantages that you wouldn't necessarily consider right off the bat.
0: A big thank you once again to Anisha Hamraj for joining us and thank you as well to our listeners for tuning in.